It's Wednesday, and it's another Meathead Hippie episode. I just wanted to say hello. I'm your host, Emily Schramm. Thank you so much for listening every week, or maybe every other week, or maybe every, every other week. I love uh, talking about this stuff, and it makes me so happy to know that you are listening and enjoying. And I know it's all over the place, but with a title like Meathead Hippie, I feel like I have that flexibility. (laughs) Uh, I hope you're all watching the World Cup. I have had so much fun. I am still in shock that the United States is not in it, but I've had a lot of fun just rekindling my love for soccer. I just feel like I just don't have time for sports, and it's been really fun. I totally get why people watch sports. It's just the best, especially – God, I like cry when, when people cry on TV about their country scoring. I get emotional. Um, it's just been just a nice little break in my days to watch some soccer, and I even got a soccer ball, and I'm just all about it right now. I'm trying to think of some things coming up outside of just the typical – uh, Body Awareness Project, filming that right now. I have had five guests so far, and I'll have 12 experts total talking about adrenals and stress for the entrepreneur and also for people that work shifts, um, late night shifts specifically, nighttime shift work, and also just in general. So it's going to be a curated box of essentials, just like the Body Awareness Project Part 1, which was about skin and really this very complex but digestible content that teaches you how to understand your body and why it might be hurting, why you're fatigued, why you can't lose weight. Everyone has adrenal issues and there's not a program that's really just putting it all in one place for people in the gym specifically. That's something I'm really focusing on in this uh, course curriculum because I mean, how many times has somebody just gotten severe burnout and just didn't know what to do because the gym is your way out. It's your stress relief. So it's just so fun to film because I'm like, this is everything. This is, I, I love it. You guys know when you find that thing you really, really love, apparently right now it's soccer and adrenals. Although I knew adrenals, but today we're going to take a little break from nerdiness and I'm going to talk to my friend Rosa Jod. Rosa Jod is a <laughs> hilarious DJ here in Denver, Colorado. We've met a long time ago. Do not let her age fool you. She is full of light and energy and intuitive and just a go-getter. And I've been along with her journey, what feels like every step of the way. So I just wanted to have a chat with her selfishly, but also because it's really fun to see from a millennial's perspective how social media has changed and really what it, it feels like to be in that mindset. I mean, those are, you know, you think of it, I have so many lenses. One, the healer and the helper. How do I relate to these people? Not these people, meaning like I'm so old, I'm 29, but still, how do I think out? How do I constantly think this way? Because it it really is social media is changing the way development happens. Um, And also from the side of you know, how do you, I don't know, how do you connect? How do you bring them to a place of presence? Because what you notice is it's just shorter and shorter retention and uh, a little bit more superficiality happening. And I just, I, it drives me crazy. So instead of just saying like, oh, I wish I could change it back in the day, I really just want to understand it. So she was really fun to talk to about that. Um, I texted her, I said, what do you, what do you think we talked about? And she said, Social media, body image, religion, 
Lifestyle with Rosa. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. She's just a great, a great friend, and I had a ton of fun with her. Uh, I think that's it. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. This Hi. is Head Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Schaum. We have had some serious guests recently. So if you listen to my last one with Melanie Lair, we talked about the goddess and the badass and the boss. And we got all femme, alpha, alpha femme. Oh, and that's your shit. The one before that, we talked about pleasure and all things that come with it. So anyway, we wanted to just take a little break. And by we, I mean I give you some, some I just, jokester. Just <laughs> I just wanted to hang out with my friend Rosa. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> so Rosa Jad, we met when you were what, fifteen or sixteen? Oh, I had I had a car, so I was sixteen, right? I was sixteen, I think you seventeen. Just your license, right? I was sixteen, seventeen. I was at CrossFit. You are, we met through CrossFit, mm-hmm. and then we just became besties, and we would lift together, and then. My car would break down. You'd pick me up, take me to the gym. I would help you move. We just became best friends. because because we're best friends. And I just, uh, I love it. You guys have to meet her in person to really get the full Rosa, or you can listen in, you host your own radio show. Oh, that is, I forgot. I'm like, what, listen to where? I'm like, <laughs> where? Do do? Like to this? We're doing it right now. So she's just entertaining and awesome, and I can't wait to do it. So I thought this would be fun because I have questions for you, and you have questions for okay. me. And all tangents are accepted. My questions are random, but That's they're both they're really good questions. Okay, okay. Well, that's perfect. So cool. I decided we would just do a little icebreaker, pick two or three questions. Okay. Do you want to start? Yeah. Okay. All right. I have it on you my wrote phone because I'm a professional. Okay. That's <laughs> <clears throat> so what I do now. I'm a journalist. Oh. I'm a jur- oh, anyway. Okay. So what do you call yourself? A radio? Show I'm a radio host? personality. Radio People think I'm a DJ. I don't pick songs. I'm a radio personality. So you host in between songs that we so listen to I'm on the radio. So I'm on KS1075, which is a music-based show. I'm not on like Andy Cohen, Sirius XM, or a podcast where it's just all talking and there's slight music. I'm on a 90% music-intensive radio show. So I'm on a radio station, but I host my own show. So I'm a radio personality. I don't get to pick any of my music. What? So therefore, I'm just a radio personality. So how do they cycle through on the radio? I'm always curious about this. So is it requests? Is it actual requests? It's it's a mixture. It's everything is scheduled. Everything goes through a computer. Everything is before we play Post Malone Psycho. That went through some intensive analysis before that even gets on the radio. That's going through all these systems, all this stuff, test samples. How does it test in the market? Your favorite song could test like shit in a market. But a song you hate, like that Freaky Friday Chris Brown song, is incredible testing. It's testing at number one. So just because you don't like it doesn't mean someone else doesn't. And also, who's the one to say that this is a test? Like a random samples pool, a ramble sample, a random sample pool that continuously changes. And not only that, you have to think of the time somebody spends in their radio. Up to 15 minutes, that's it for most people. Because it's just commute. Exactly. Whether I'm going to the grocery store, whether I'm going to work, whatever it is. Most people are not in the car more than 15 minutes. So that's why songs cycle normally every 15 minutes. I'm curious about this testing. Do you know more about this? Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but there's systems you buy. Not even buy, but like radios have these systems built in them. And they test market to see what people are responding to? What they're responding. Absolutely. So like my favorite song tested like shit. So they took it off the, the radio. What song? 
It was a song called, uh, whatchamacallit, um, it was by Janae uh, Aiko. It was called Sativa. It tested like crap. Uh, but another song like Humble, I'm over Humble. I hate Humble. Well, you listen Humble to is tested at number one still a year later. That's crazy. So you just who, have, who are these people? They're just random. Te- it's like who is. Is it just maybe this like system of they know they know when people change the song? That would be crazy. That too. If I don't Spotify think they know why that. people change the radio, but they know how often people change the things, which is every 15 minutes. That just stresses me out. And why? we can jump into this about the social, like you are a hilarious, amazing uh, human. And now you're becoming a personality and like starting to do the YouTube videos and putting yourself right. out there more. And which is scary as yeah. scary. Can we talk about what you said? What? Or you have to two people. Oh, me and her. Yeah. It's, and that's something I was one of my, like, that's something you have to get better at. It's like, you can't, be on all the time but rosa i know but emily it's been your demise that's your number one demise you know that is you it's not that you feel too much but you're on all the time and that's why i love being your friend because when i'm with you you're not on and i know when you're on because i'm with you when you're on yeah but i'm one of those few people me and puff daddy like you're not on when you're around us and that's why i'm like i'm so comfortable around you because i'm like I've you're a aggressive a type person. You're just like, which is fine. That's good. Look at what you built. Look at all you've done. It's incredible. You've came uh, from almost absolutely nothing and built. A, you've had the balls to move to a different state and just it's what you've done is in, it's so inspiring. Well, but it's like is, the point is that I think you see me relax around you because you're in my circle. Like exactly, I only have like ten people. That's that are why really in the circle. me too. But that's a good thing. Right. But I also think, but that- I'm also in your circle, so I know you best. So I know yeah. sometimes you're on too much, and sometimes you just need to relax. But I get why you're on because everything relies on you, and you are an entrepreneur. <laughs> you don't just go to work nine to five and com- go home, you know, have a glass of wine and go to work. Nor do I. I'm a radio. Radio runs twenty four seven. To this day, I still get anxiety if my phone rings at one a.m. It's the radio broke down, yeah. and I need to go fix it. So it's like you. I've learned, and what's crazy is the deeper you get, or the more you get into your career, the more you're always on. I thought when I got my own show finally after four years, oh, I'm going to chill. But no, I'm on well, time. And this 10. is the importance of when you said me and her, that makes me like, that's why I think famous people go batshit crazy. It's the worst thing on because the planet. It's a, you're creating a sociopathic life, which is not right. normal. And so this is the process. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that my biggest dilemma is because I refuse to not be who I am. I, I can't say me and her I this is I agree with you this is what I learned I started getting into not I'm not clinically depressed psychologically depressed I'm not I'm I'm a ha- pretty happy person not against anybody I, I just know I'm not like depressed I don't get sad at rant. I'm not depressed okay but I would start feeling really bad about myself anytime somebody conforms to what society says is acceptable you automatically gave up yourself and now you're a puppet in a blueprint so I live a lot of my life trying to do exactly what society says isn't the norm not going against it but knowing that the norm isn't going to make me happy and once you don't separate me and her and you think you're a radio I'm I should be happy I'm 23 years old alhamdulillah I have the number I'm Arabic by the way you got to say alhamdulillah every time you do. I don't want to get jinxed but I'm saying like um I should, I'm 23 years old. I have the number one show. I should be so happy. I'm, I'm getting money. I'm doing what I love. You know what I mean? But it's like, um, I'm not happy. I'm stressed. I'm all this. 
I start getting down. So I'm already stressed from the anxieties of work. Make sure you don't do this. This is your first time. Don't get fired in this, that. So those are already added stresses. Then I add extra stress on myself when I say I shouldn't be stressed. I should just be happy because I feel like everybody else on TV is happy and I should be happy because look, I'm on the radio. I'm one of those people. And I just added stress on myself. So now there is no, it's pressure pressure and it's, and it's like, there is no separation. Then what makes me happy and what makes, do I never cry? Because people on the radio never cry. Do you never cry because you're on MTV and you want a challenge? You should always be happy, right? Right? You have big guns. You should always be happy. When you separate yourself, and I know that, I mean, I just love it because I know that you said your age and some people just were like, oh, she's only 23. (sighs) But you're such an old soul. I'm getting old, man. And has it been fucking? I just feel that's the thing. And that's, I think what everyone struggles with, with social media, with building a business, oh, yeah. with personality. This is so relatable because right. when you are truly authentic and vulnerable, and I mean, I talked about this in Alaska a lot, like it, it weighs on you in a way that you have to learn how to cope. And that's what I want to know. What weighs on you? Being the, vulnerable? Being, yes. And being able to handle that pressure without separating yourself and saying is that, that is even possible self. it's not you you as a person but here's my thing this is what i've told and i've i've had to sit down for hours and just sit with myself and say rosa why are you not happy you're you're killing it on the radio you you finally have the body you've wanted for your Number whole life show. Number one, alhamdulillah, but it's like, why are you not happy? Why are you stressed? You shouldn't be stressed. And I was like, wow, at the end of the day, I shit like everybody. I eat like everybody. I sleep like everybody. I'm just a human. My emotions never change just because of this job. She is a part of me, but she is not all of me. And I have to learn to give her up. And how you learn about that is when you, when I date somebody, that's what I realized when I date somebody, um, a lot of people, when I like, like, let's say I started to cry. And people would look at me like, she's crying. You never cry. You're just this happy, funny, outgoing girl. You don't cry. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Like, I actually cry. I have feelings. I'm not her. I'm not this funny, outgoing girl all the time. I'm a normal human. But the second that people don't treat you like one, you don't think you are. And the second people started to think that's all I was, some funny chick, that's when I realized I lost my identity in her. So I have to separate myself and be allowed to cry and be allowed to be vulnerable and be allowed to, you know, fuck up. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. I have to allow myself to mess up Which and fail good. at some And I things. know how hard you are on yourself. Oh, fuck. We're Absolutely. Very, yeah. Very so are you. So, well, yeah. I that's know. how we want to be the best. And even when we're at the best, that's still not enough. I know. But I think I'm just saying I refuse to say I know that you I have six years on you, but separating yourself and I see this happen over and over with every MTV personality that I'm with hmm. everybody in my cast they can separate themselves they and can able to yes but I'm not saying separate on camera and be a different person no, that's not what I'm saying either I'm saying that when you are one person and I just I guess I'm partly I'll just I'll just wrap it up this way it's like I'm envious of that because to I can't, I don't have a a way to shut part of myself down or allow myself to kind of like chill out. Cause in turn, I start turning off the things that make me, me not, but here's the thing I, you have to prioritize because what makes you, you a deal a this, a that, yes, that makes you, you, but it's okay to, to, this is what I've learned. I never really shut her off ever. If my phone rings at 2am, I'm getting up and going, I'm doing, you never shut her off, but I'm saying I prioritize more. 
I can answer that email in five minutes instead of 30 seconds. I can finish my meal and enjoy this stupid Real Housewives show and just be dumb for 15 minutes. I can relax. That's really well. I'm not saying shut yourself off or act a different way. I'm just saying I try to put my business self away for, for a totally. second. But what I'm talking about is the social component oh. when it comes to being an influencer and getting putting yourself right. out there is the issues that I think I see so many times where people try to like separate. But it, I agree. I am well, I'm I'm 23 years old and I me and my boss argue about this every day. If I did not work at the radio station, I would have deleted all my social media. I hate social media. I think it's stupid. I think it's instant gratification. I think it's addictive. I think it what is it fucks with the serotonin in your brain. And dopamine. Yeah, yeah, it it doesn't make any sense, but I understand the purpose of it because it's money. I just want to list off the things I'm learning about. All the ways that your phone can fuck you up. Oh. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, do you have an actual, oh, what? Just in my head. Oh, please go. Just because I'm filming for the part two adrenals and learning about light. Oh, even that. You check your phone in the middle of the night, 12 o'clock, your brain ain't shutting off till 2 a.m. It's it's crazy. Right. And artificial light. And then you look at your body. Look at somebody that's Look at my posture right now. Look at my posture. Yeah. It's so, your neck starts getting forward six inches. You look down the whole time. And what life or workload in like 50 years ago, if we didn't have a cell phone and we saw people walking around like that, we would just be embarrassed. But you have to allow it to have its pros. So I literally have a pro and con- pro. I can answer email back in five seconds. I can check my oh, direction. I think we all know the pros. I mean, I obviously know the pros because you make money off posting. Is- so I under like not even that. It's just people. No, a lot of people. No, I'm talking about even my friend Summer Ray. You're getting thirty five, forty, fifty thousand dollars to post a picture Jesus. online. So I understand the benefits of social media, right? I get it. I And even simple shit of stuff. I need to stop cursing. Simple stuff of people have reached out to me through social media. Deals are made. I can talk to somebody in Wyoming, Alaska, Russia. I'm just saying we all know the pros. But here are the cons. My biggest con with social media, there's two. Number one is it's not real life. It's not real life. The app can shut down. Instagram can shut down tomorrow and get a bug. And what happens to you then? Where, where's your identity? What is that? Another, like people are forgetting what human interaction is. For example, something like dating. I can see a cute dude over there and be like, I, I know his Instagram. I'm going to go DM him tonight instead of go up to him and approach him. Everything is done online, which I don't think is trite because you need to have that human interaction. The second thing is I don't think, I think the number one thing that is hurting women and body image and has the worst body positive is social media. Because in in 2010, growing up, there was no big booties that just sat up. That's not a realistic body yeah, for but, a woman. You know, I'm going to say that I guess it's my turn to say a pro because I think seeing more people that look like you and are owning it is a pro. Okay, but let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I got something for you. Okay. My generation is built off followers and people are gratified by how many followers people get in relationships to put relationships online and say couple goals their relationship could be ass but they put it online and if they get 6,000 likes that's it I my my uh, relationship is uh what is it uh you solidified it everybody wants solidification and what gets solidified online people that look good for example I I know people who a girl a girl posts a picture of her in a bikini you're getting two three thousand likes a girl posts a funny picture of her face you're getting two, 300 likes, right? Right? So for example, someone like me who's on the radio, I, like I said, I don't care about, I have 3,000, I could give two shits. 
3,000 followers. I was talking to my boss about it. He's like, we got to get your followers up. And I was like, but I kind of refuse to, I have a really nice body, but I refuse to kind of put my body out there. He's like, listen, he's like, he told me this example. He said, you can do it the easy way or the hard way. You can take your shirt off and go pose, you know, with your cleavage out and do that. Not saying for everybody, but you could do that and your followers will rise immediately. You'll get instant gratification. Girl, you're preaching to the choir. But here's another thing. If you keep doing what you're doing it's going to slow grow slowly but everybody who follows you is connected to you and likes you and wants to be it's like Whoopi Goldberg Whoopi Goldberg never had that career early on it took her years and now she's the foundation but here's another thing my two younger sisters like I've struggled with body image with like I've worked out every single day six days in a row since I was 15 years old, I used to scooter to the to the gym. I did CrossFit for three years. I did boxing. I did everything, everything, and I was never happy with my body ever because I was never a size zero, and I never had six foot legs like all my friends did. I never looked like Summer Rae. I never looked like all my friends. I always looked like me. I never liked it until until one day. Even when we go out and stuff, like, do you know I've been weighing my food since I was 16? That's unhealthy. That's not okay. No girl, I. When I eat a burger, I just it's subliminal. I take the bun off the top. I don't eat two buns. Or if I if I uh, what you call it, I go to eat chicken. I shave every piece. Like that's not right. I don't go and just put something in my mouth and just sleep or whatever. I I think okay that was twenty carbs. I right, thirty. Okay, I have this much. I count my macros in my mind. That's not healthy. I'm like oh I can't have sugar when I. That's not okay. But I I'm like conditioned to think that way. But it's like I'm telling you, I don't think people understand how much it fucks with you after a while. And it it fucked me up. But then it's like I look at my two so younger. So what changed? Because literally. This been- is what happened. It's called the fuck it syndrome. That's literally what it's called. You have to say fuck it. I'm telling you. So growing up, all my all these guys, like we'd go out to the club. All guys would hit on my friends. I'm like, gosh, like I'm not I've never I'm always been a size two or four. Like I'm not a big girl, but like. I was like, everybody hits on them. Like, nobody hits on me. What the heck? I work out. I eat right. Like, I'm funny. But no, everybody's, I was like, you know what? It was last summer. I said, fuck it. I'm going to just be me. I'm never going to be a size zero. I'm always going to curse. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Fuck it. The same thing. I walked into a party. Three guys who I used to date all came up to me and were like, did you lose weight? You look so good. Nothing about me changed other than confidence. But you have to break yourself down to realize that nothing exterior matters. And now when you go out, all my friends do is laugh because they're like, dude, we're showing way more skin to you. But every dude, everybody in this room wants you. Nobody even looks at us. Nobody <laughs> even looks our I direction. I've somebody that goes to clubs and so long on me ahead of me. No, I'm just saying <laughs> not even clubs are in a room. They're like, whoa, my tits are out, but nobody's looking at me. They're all looking at you. They're all gravitating. But it's you have to break yourself down. But another thing that really pisses me off is my two younger sisters, um, gorgeous. One is size zero. They're both gorgeous, gorgeous. One is a she goes to the United uh, or U- USA Air Force Academy for college for gymnastics. This girl is jacked. The other one, just like me, we have the same genetics. Been working out forever. They both deleted their Instagram last month because they were sick of looking at pretty girls on Instagram, and they said that they would never be that pretty or never be that validated. So they deleted their Instagram. That's not okay. Girls who are pretty did that because Instagram, my sister had a mental breakdown the other day because she's like, I just went to the I know, gym. I, I was at the gym for a whole hour and I looked online and I'm never going to look like her. So she had a, was crying in her room. And I was like, wow, social media does that to two normal girls who are not overweight or nothing is wrong with them. And that's when everything triggered. And I was like, this is not okay. I know. And then you're getting in just so you know, it's going to get worse. This oh, is, of course. It's just, it's but you gonna... have to stay true to yourself. But it's like, how do you stay true to yourself if those girls are making money 
a lot of money. A lot. Because that, because this is my thing. There's short term and there's long term, right? So there's people, there's no, listen, let me talk. Mm -hmm. Sorry. All right. I'm done. What? (laughs) I had to get my two cents. (laughs) Right, Griffy? (laughs) I don't care. Instant gratification. And I think this is the biggest takeaway before we move on is that you, it's so easy instantly feel good and validated because that's absolutely human nature. So I think it's accepting that it's okay to want that. It's okay to like that. It's okay to feel good about getting a good response to a post, but it's just like your job is not going to validate who you are as a human either is a picture. But is not, is that not the day and age we live in? People are getting Nike deals off having. So that you're associating getting deals with success or making it. So that that's the connection, right? But is that not the truth? But who, I guess, in my opinion, it's like, is that all people want to make, to get deals from Nike? I mean, why, what do you mean? Wait, what? Is this just the world that I think you live in? But maybe that's my age because I'm a millennial and that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody wants. That's like all they can think of. Everybody wants to be sponsored by somebody and get free fucking protein shakes and get are you uh, sure it's just not the, like the bubble you live in? No, I'm pretty sure it's uh, like I'm pretty sure it's at least eighty percent of the people are on Instagram. Like my and here's the th- what's the age that millennials? Yeah, I'm a true millennial. This, my, this Any, is a really good thing. Anybody for me to who's my age starts an Instagram to get followers, and the cool kids in school have the most followers, and you get cooler as your followers grow and your likes grow. Yeah, and not only that, it. well, I think I've always been able to separate it because I'm like, this is my job. I mean, there is no other, like, and that's I, why I said it has pros. But for somebody who's not living in a, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I see, I see that happen because I get that that is their job. So what is if that is what they want and they want it to be their job, then they should be able to do that. But how do you do that? You post ass pictures of yourself. No. Do I post? I mean, I have before, but do I post <laughs> ass pictures of myself? No. But you also had a platform of MTV. You think that's how I got my followers? No, but I think that's how not you originally started, but I think MTV was a great look for you, right? It was great, but I'm, I refuse to believe that that's the only reason that I I don't have think followers. so. No, not anymore. Not even anymore. No, I think you being on MTV back in the day did help you. Of course. And I'm right. Not, I, I am so appreciative of Right. But now you platform. figured out the formula to do that. But listen, Emily, you're a smart intellectual chick. 15-year-olds who get Instagram aren't. And they're going to look at how do I get followers? That girl posts pictures of her ass. I'm going to do that too. Well, and this is why I, I am I guess we're talking about two completely are, different because things. Because I will get fired up about this because. Did I trigger I think, you? Yeah, <laughs> because I think that it makes my job like. The fact that one, I was on MTV, the fact that two, that I was on, I'm on Instagram and I have quote unquote a following. Right. The fact that other people also have a following and therefore I am also the same group of categories. Absolutely not. No, but it doesn't matter to you. You, you know that the people that are listening to this podcast know that, but if I was to walk up to somebody and they didn't know anything about me, that's where people's mind go. You become a certain type of person. And I just, that's what frustrates me is that I will constantly be fighting against the norms of society. And that's why I 100% agree where you're coming from. So you're trying to tell me, hey, Rosa, I know you have 3,000, but it's going to grow. Just keep your personality and keep your movement, right? Yeah. And I agree with that. And I'm always going to do that. But I'm saying for a majority of the other people, it's they're not thinking that way. They're thinking, how do I get a totally. quick come up? 
What I care about is the people that think about like us. Oh, okay. We can move on, fam. We all good? We Gucci? <laughs> Post your ass and tag me in it. It's like, because, it, you know, if you want to push your ass, I'm totally fine with that. I just, because I think I just think it's people, what it does to you. It's yeah. what it triggers in yeah, your so brain. It's just more of checking in with yourself. Why right. are you making the post? Right. What are you missing? If you feel like you're running away for something or you're filling a hole. It's the same thing as opening And it just falls back to the same thing. Don't conform to society's norms. I posted this tweet the other day, literally two days ago. I Because I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I wish I was one of those girls who could post cleavage and look really cute and take selfies. And then I'm like, ah, screw it. Where's the big t-shirts? And, and you know, a lot of girls can relate. So it's just a different kind of girl. I know. Well, I'm glad that you have figured this out. Right. That's but I also thing. know the other side where I'm like, whoa, I could really just take just take this ass pic and really be out here. But don't. I'm not. My mom would beat won't. that ass. <laughs> but I'm saying, I see, it's just, when I, what happened when, when it happened to my sister, that's when I kind of was like, wow, they're two normal girls that were still affected by this. Yeah. Well, the, and my I was shook. My biggest pet peeve is people, I mean, you just, you are around things and then they become acceptable, right? So like if somebody does something once, it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. somebody does it twice. The reaction is less. It's than, simple less like this, than, right? So if you are constantly being surrounded by things and you also are trying to build a business, my bet, my, my takeaway is, um, just because you see it doesn't mean it has to be what you do. I agree. I'm so bad at helping people with business stuff because I just, but you're really, my only thing is like, stop, don't, you know, take something that might exist and make it your own or make something that doesn't exist. Right. You have to find it. This is what I say. You have to find a niche in the market and you have to have a drive that pushes you. That's it. That's all you have to do. I've seen artists who have horrible singing voices, (laughs) but found a niche in the market and had a name any of them. No, but I'll tell you after this, because I have a story for you. It happened literally two weeks ago. I was so crushed. It's like, don't meet your idols because you could hate them. Oh no. Yeah, it was bad. It was, it was like, it's so deep. Like I need to tell you, I was shook. I was so frustrated that this happened, but basically it was a girl. She found a niche in the market and she had a drive, which is a record label, to push her. And she's selling out shows. But I get it. A niche. All you need is a niche to do something that nobody's done and it's before. it's not to discredit the people that push for it. Like, right. you can tell. They're driven. They're they're ready. They're. And that's why uh, yeah. as much as I love that's crazy. the rate. Oh, I can't wait to tell you. Maybe well, I was right. listening to the David Letterman, um, the new show, My Next Guest Is. Oh, on Netflix? Yeah. Or like it. there's no introduction for My Next oh, or something? Oh, My Next Guest needs no, needs in- no introduction. introduction. Right. And it was Jay-Z, who I had oh, never right. seen in Talk or anything. Right. He is so awkward. <laughs> He's just, I don't, it's always Kanye. It's, well, they all are. The I, is, think. Right. I mean, Kanye is just a trip. His, oh, God. God. But with Jay-Z, it was so fun. But anyway, David Letterman was like, are there anybody that, is there anybody that's bad? Like, can't rap? And he's like, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> he's like, who? He's like, Ninety uh, percent of these rappers don't even write their own. So it's a whole now oh, being yeah. in the music well, the thing. Drake, it's like the Drake battle, oh, right? I know about. I'm not too far out of the right. Way. You think he has a secret kid? Uh, I, think, I do. I, I don't mind knows? it. I mean, I think they all probably do. Right. Right. I. I just no. It, uh, yeah, I met one of my idols, and she completely was just not. That sucks. Just this kind of. Ignorant. Do you think she's having a bad day? I prayed it was that, and then sometimes I sometimes I always am like. And then oh, watch my water. I oh, no, I prayed it was that, and then I watched her at her show, and I couldn't even enjoy her music anymore because oh, I was like, "You're no. so ignorant. I hate you." Oh, 
Yeah, it was bad. I have to tell Ooh, you. After, do they have auto tune? No, she's a decent singer, but I'm saying oh. it's a niche. Like in as much as yeah, I did hard work at the radio. I'm not gonna lie. I know I'm a niche. That's never been done. There's never been a Muslim who's done I'm it. I'm gonna push pause. I have to know who this is. We're back. Are you sure you paused? Emily paused for me to tell her who the person was. <laughs> I had to know. Don't and even surprise, surprise. I don't even know who these. I'm so stop out of the acting loop. like you're old. We're homies. What I'm, do you mean? No, like pop artist. But I also know I, too much because I am in radio. Well, so come on. In even in the challenges, the trivia, I got launched off of a thirty foot plank because right. I didn't know some answer about what. Okay, let me ask you: What NBA player? Also played professional baseball. Michael Jordan. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honey. What the? At least you didn't get. At least you didn't I'm, get thrown off for not knowing the capital of of a of state. Or oh, something. that'd be bad. People have had some rough shit on that show. That's. I mean, that's just. The They're like spell the remember and it's like R I M. I'm like, oh damn, Jemmy, come on. <laughs> I just was in New York with Jemmy. She's my favorite challenger. She's so funny. She's literally. I no, should no, have no. her on Meathead Hippie. Like, Emily, you don't understand. You love Jemmy? No, oh, no, no. I can't wait to Jemmy, send her this. I break my rewind because I rewind on her. Me and my. It's so. <laughs> Jemmy is the funny. Yeah. She knows how to read people. Yep. And, and she She's is smart. So, like, they were running up a mountain. She goes, <laughs> I'm being Cara Maria and uh, what's your name? Kayla. And they both have workout routines on Instagram. <laughs> Bet y'all want my workout, don't you? Like, she is just so real. I I love her. You're gonna love. I mean, if you ever meet her in person, she's, I she's, she's just amazing. funny. But I'm just saying, no, you're not outdated. I'm you. You know, what's I'm not going outdated. On. I just I decided like I have only time for one thing, and I have to choose. It's sports or politics. Why would you ever do politics? I because are you trying to be angry all the time? I'm trying to understand the world I'm in. It's so a that shit I can, show. You're it, never gonna. Of course, that's see. That's the attitude that is gonna keep us where we are. But Rosa. here's my thing. Even um, voting, for example, I, this is my opinion. I, I didn't vote for Trump. I'm literally Muslim. He's ruined everything about anything. He's like, thanks. That's my first question for you. What? Ask it. So I want to know what it's like being a Muslim in America. It's the older you get, the harder it is. The more you try to be religious, the more you get pulled away. The more you don't try to be the religious, the more you feel guilty, the more... Okay, so I here's an example. I pray five times a day, every day, five times. Right now, I'm having anxiety. I missed a prayer, which is fine. This is like a rare occasion. I'm missing a prayer. Cause usually when I watch your cat, I pray right here. But um, whatchamacallit, like I pray five times a day, right? And there's so many things on my mind that people don't know are on my mind. For example, before you pray, you have to wash your hands, your mouth, your eyes, your, or your uh, hair, your up to your elbow, and your feet. If you fart or you pee, you have to rewash before your next prayer. So I'm at work and it's five o'clock and I need to wash and pray. I can't go stick my foot into a sink and have my boss walk in. What so, times do you pray? So you have between, I see the fact that I know this off top, uh, you have like 4.30 in the morning. That was like when Ramadan, when you stop eating for Ramadan, that's Fajr, that's the morning prayer. Then you have between one o'clock and 4.45. Then you have between 4.45. any so Any time between that. Any time between that. Can, do you know the what's behind that? It's just the five pil- five pilgrims, and it's just five times. It used to be a lot back at, like, way, 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 but it's five times. And it's a good – it reminds you of God five times a day. It does so good to me. Like, I'll be in the middle of a meeting talking about A, B, C, and D, and it just takes me away from it. And I just – for five minutes, I'm just back to myself, back with me. You know what I mean? So that's a positive. So but- it's a 
ultimately a meditation. Yeah, but sometimes you don't want to meditate. You got to get shit done. I don't have time to do this. And yeah. it's I, it's not a bad way, but I don't have time to do I'm at work on live radio. I don't have time to get up. Like, people don't know, even in this state, your favorite radio personality in between Drake and Kanye West is praying in the studio mm. and coming right back on the air. Like, what's up, Ed? Hey, you all want Kanye? Like, it's, it's that different. It's crazy. But it's like... So I between one and five, basically. And then it changes every day and then the sun and stuff. So let's say one and five, five and eight thirty, eight thirty and and ten, five times. So here's an example. Um I want I pray today. I did my my dohud, which is the second prayer. Prayed it at one o'clock, right as it as it started. I washed, I prayed. I really had to pee at four o'clock. And I had to fart, right? That's gross, but I had to fart. I protein in, protein out. I knew that I, okay. I'm that's, we need to talk about this. what I have to fart. If we gotta talk about digestion. If you're farting out protein, no, I'm no, no. That was a joke. Okay. I'm just saying. Isn't that what people say? Like protein yeah. and protein. Yeah, yeah. But I just, you're gonna tell that to a nutritional therapist. I'm gonna. Try I thought to you fix knew you. that was a joke. That was like th- that joke's been going on since like the 90s. I know it exists, but if it works, I just need. No, to- I don't shit protein. Thank you. I don't shit out. I, need I don't to know fart that your, out protein. Your stomach is okay. Oh no, it's great now. Thank okay, you. Good. Yes. Um, what you call it? So I I I prayed at one. I want to pee. I, I I drank a lot of water. I want to pee. I know my next prayer is at five o'clock. I know that I'm going to come here after. So I'm not going to be able to pray that prayer at home. I have to pray that prayer at work if I don't want to miss it. I don't want to go down in the basement and take off my clothes and wash and then not clothes, but I have to, I can't roll this up. I have to take my sweater off. I've take my socks off, my shoes off. I don't want to have to do that at work. So I'm going to hold in my pee for an hour so I can pray at work. Oh wow! I'll pray at work and yeah, I'll take it that off. Makes sense. You know what I mean? And so it, it's simple stuff of, of I'm about to eat dinner. Let me go pray this room. I'm, oh, I always pray. I'm at my friend. And now my, the closer my friends are, I pray. My, hey, before we go out, of a, I'm a contradiction. I don't drink anymore. But before we go out of a night of drinking, let me pray my last prayer. Pray it and go take a shot. So yeah. it's contradictory. But you have to, I just have to understand that I live in America. I'm trying to do the best I can. I love my religion. I love my culture. Like Ramadan, I'm, I'm not eating or drinking water while the sun's up. Yeah. Six meetings in on a, on a live radio. That's hard. My brain isn't doing right. I have not. I don't know what to say. I'm messing up people's names. I'm. I have no no function. I'm. I'm dry. You know what I mean. But it's like this is my religion. I love it. I'm gonna do it. But it's also really hard because I live in America and it challenges everything you do every second so of the outside day. Outside of like the way we live, kind of like our nine to five and, and right. you know, X Y Z. I'm very curious about what people think of when you say I'm a Muslim. Do you feel like you get pushback so here's it's called like a what is it called if like it's called being a um like a what's your whatever your profile is to somebody my name is rosa and i look mexican and people can say rosa my name is rosa yeah that's how you say my real name rosa right but i look mexican i look white and mexican-ish right so no one ever or native american or indian no one ever guesses that i'm arabic yeah. I was born and raised in Saudi Arabia. Nobody ever guesses that. So I don't get the backlash that a lot of my family gets for being hijab, uh, which is having a hijab on their head and stuff like that. I don't get that backlash. So to me, it's a surprise element of I'm, that's why I think that's what I think my purpose is, honestly, on this earth is I'm not supposed to look the My sister's name is Lemis. Tofiq, you know some shit's up there. Like, what's up? What are you? But you don't get that with me. So you meet me first. You get to know me for a year or two. You realize that you're and a human. Then, and then you go, oh, my God, wait, you're Muslim? What? You're normal? They, I completely break down every wall anybody's ever had of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm happy in that sense. That's why it's like 
I, but I've also never seen a Muslim or an Arab girl or anything on TV. So that's my goal is to, to be on TV and not nobody know, like I'm hiding it, but then them find out and be like, Whoa, she's normal. She like, I come from a line of family of not weak women, but not the strongest women. You know, most girls in my culture, you're supposed to get married at 21 or 20 or 19 and have kids and subdue to your man and, and be submissive to your man. And that's not what I see. That's not what I want to do. You know what I mean? So it's like if a if a young and there's nobody that's I would say I'm walking blind because there is nobody who's done it before. Yeah. I don't know what rules to follow. I've never seen anybody do it or look like me. So I say, wow, if I'm 28 years old and some little girl who's 16 can look at me on TV and be like, oh, my God, she's on TV. She has her own money. She's not relying on nobody else. And she prays. Wait, is she going to oh, she's praying. She's doing Ramadan. She's fasting right now on TV. Yeah. Wow. I can do Why that too. Wear, I, I, I might sound really ignorant. No, to please. This, but can you choose not to wear a hijab? Right. So, and there's no, like, do people give you pushback in the Muslim I get, community? Oh, absolutely. If I, if, 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 I, if I get pushback from any community, it's the Muslim community. It's the Arab community who's very judgmental about me, which is fine. That's all you know, right? Yeah. But um, I don't wear anything on my sleeve. I don't wear who I'm dating. I don't wear my family problems and I will never wear anything that's close to my heart on my sleeve. So I even, my boss, know, and what's crazy is everybody at work knows I pray, by the way. I'll be, I, I was talking, my boss was like, what are you doing? Like today, it was the first time he saw me put it on. He knows I pray. We were talking and I was getting ready to pray because I wanted to go pee to end the prayer so I can pee before I came here. So I'm putting on, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I just gotta go pray. He's like, all right, cool, no problem, go do it. I'll be in a meeting like, I have five minutes. Can I, they're like, cool, yeah, go do it. I, they don't care at all because I don't make it weird. I'm not sitting there going, I pray and I'm Arabic and I, everybody should be Arabic. That's not what I'm doing. I'm doing it for me, about me. And you can completely tell that's why I'm doing it. So it's like, I don't wear a hijab. Inshallah, I will one day. I would love to wear a hijab. I, would lo- I live in America and I know what's going on. And I don't want every single question I do to be about my hijab or yeah. everything I do to be about me being Muslim. And I, my boss, my head general manager asked me last year when I was when I was in his uh, in her office, she said, um, you're Muslim, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, why don't you wear it? She's like, I know you're praying here. Why don't you wear it? I go, what happens if I walked in tomorrow with hijab? What would you all do? You wouldn't question. You guys wouldn't care because, number one, you're open to it and you're, you've are you adjusted to me praying every day for five for and, a whole well, year. And they got to know you first. You got to know me first. You're already accustomed to me praying in the studio and don't mind because I'm not going to ever not do it. Fuck you. I quit yeah. if you didn't let me. But I also don't make it weird. That's another thing. But it's like, I'm like, what would you do? She's like, it wouldn't be weird. But, yeah, I just look. I'd ask People would ask questions. And I don't want to live every single day of my life talking about me being Muslim. It's not everything about me. Yeah. Just like being a radio personality isn't everything about me. I don't pray to pray for other people. I pray for myself. I do everything in my religion well, for me. this is interesting because this kind of ties into what you talked about originally and how you se- have separated and in a really... Right. I mean... And this just, is the first time in my life, even on social media, I'm even saying happy Ramadan. That yeah. was never even a thing years ago. I was not ashamed, but I didn't even know what to say or do. I don't know how to... I don't know what's appropriate. And, I, and here's my thing. Why do I not talk about it? Because I never want to disrespect my religion yeah. or my faith or my or family or the people I come from. And I don't want somebody to say, isn't that that Arabic girl getting hammered in the club? I don't ever want anybody to think that. And I respect my religion above anything. 
to not speak on something I don't know fully about. And I know a lot about religion, but I don't know certain rules. I'm too young. I don't know everything yet. And I said when With I get being a Muslim. Yeah. I don't know everything. You know what I mean? Or everything on how to guidance in life and what's a good thing for your brand and what's yeah. I don't know. So I'm not gonna be out here representing I'm a die I am a diehard but I'm I'm Muslim to the T and if I'll get anybody who's not, but I'm gonna drink and I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna respect I'm not gonna be in a hijab drinking. Yeah. I'm not gonna disrespect my religion. And until I figure everything out, which may I may not, I'm not going to talk about it like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a, a respect to the religion because it's so pure and it's so authentic and it means so much to me. I love it. You answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it's just good because it's true. I don't think I, well, no, I think you've always been open about being, uh, I think I always knew. But yeah. I totally, it's. Because you knew when it was Ramadan. Yeah. And you're like, why aren't you eating? This is bad for you. This is crazy. I'm a nutritionist. I and I was like, I can't do shit. I can't. I don't know. I wish I could have drink water. I wish I could drink water right now at 4 p.m. It's 90 degrees outside, but I got four more hours. Oh, God. All it's, I wanted to do was feed you. Right. But it's good, though. I think when I get older, I'll figure it all out. It'll all click. Yeah. Because it makes me me being Muslim. Yeah. It gives me discipline. It gives me structure. I love it. If I didn't want to do it, people sometimes think, a lot of people in my culture, um, do it because their family makes them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, you get shunned upon. If you're not in Hejbe, if you're not, if you don't pray, you're kind of shunned upon. But my mom did a great job in the sense of she taught me everything I know. And the, the second I got older, she's like, if you want to pray, you pray. If you don't want to pray, you don't pray. I'm not going to force you to do anything, but I wanted to so bad. And I don't pray for them. I really pray for me. Cause I know a lot of like my younger sister, it's really hard for her to pray right now. She's in, Air Force Academy. You're you're six layers deep into socks and shoes and boots and sweaters, and it's four o'clock and you can't. They're not going to let you in basic training. Go back and wash and you know what I mean. Yeah. So she doesn't pray as often, but it's okay. You know what I mean. So yeah. it's different for I don't know. It's different for no, everybody. That's and so I'm good. that's good. And I'm lucky. I'm in work where I'm in a studio where no one can come in. No one's allowed to just walk in and barge in because I'm on air. So yeah. I have a, a private office. But like somebody like my father used to pray every day all the time. When you get into an office, you're a head, you're a CFO of a gas company and they're in there watching you put your foot in a sink. It's not appropriate. Yeah. It's just not. So after years of the, of not doing it, it doesn't become a habit anymore. And it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. The older you get, it's hard to be Muslim. I wish my dream one day is to be able to walk down the street and hear the uh, prayer call because you could hear it in Saudi Arabia. That would be lit. And everybody gets to take a five minute break from work and we all pray. So it's not a burden on anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool, but it has, it has its pros and its cons, but I'm working it out and I'm going to figure it out. But cool. Can I ask you my question? Ask away. Here we go. Transition. Yeah. You don't have sound effects. It's fine. (laughs) Um, here we go. Why do you think, are you ready? It's like a double part question. Why do you think our friendship is strong and how do you keep a balance between personal life and business? (laughs) Her eyes got big. You don't think I was going to ask you. What's your favorite color? Um, I'm, from the moment I met you, and this is how it is for all the people that are still in my life. Mm. They, you know, they just saw me for me and nothing else mattered. Right. And I know that's a no brainer for you, but unfortunately for a lot of people that I encounter, that's not how I get to know them. Mm. And so I, I honestly, Rosa, I have seriously, I have some serious trust issues. Oh yeah. But I did it with you. And so I think I just, um, I felt like, I could tell you everything and be honest. And, and that's why my favorite thing about you is, um, like the older I get, the, 
the more I'm learning about people and personality types and you love that stuff, but, but it's like, um, (laughs) authenticity versus unauthenticity. And cause I'm meeting so many people now. Um, I, my favorite kind of people, no matter what walk of life they come in, what color, what sexuality, what religion, um, whether you're a skateboarder or you're an artist or you're a fitness expert, if you're so authentic and true to yourself, you automatically give that aura so no one cannot be themselves around you. So like even when I'm with you, I can't lie to you. You know when I'm lying to you because you're so yourself, you inspire me to want to be myself and tell you things like my secrets and tell you things that I'm, I'm I've told you things I've never told anybody. You know what I mean? But it's like because you're so yourself and that's why no matter what you do in life or what your uh what your profession is or what how much fame you get from empty whatever it is to me <sighs> you're just an authentic human who I'm like wow you love me for me and I genuinely love you for you so I can't let we can we went six months without talking but I knew you were busy and I knew I was busy so I was like that's not still to this day she's still w- one of my bridesmaids I don't know if here's another thing I don't know if I get Muslims don't walk down an aisle what? that's another thing I'm walking down the aisle mom I'm walking down an aisle you don't walk down the aisle no you y'all do? just pull up and it's like my cousin got married in my living room the other day after meeting I was like hold up I looked at my dad I was like Aww. we're not playing this game <laughs> I was like, I'm getting a bridesmaid, fam. <laughs> so it's like, it, I'm saying, but it, even though I don't talk to yeah. you for six months, that's still my yeah. best friend. Like, I, I didn't talk, I called, no, that's why, that's why I'm friends with you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I think this is, and this is just in all honesty, and the same thing for you, we will always struggle because when you're authentic and as you try to grow, when you are trying to be authentic in a very unauthentic world. Oh, absolutely. It is sometimes so hard. Right. And then you have to start re- spending <sighs> energy to figuring out what you should channel in energy and not let affect you. It's hard. And I think today, I, I mean, this week, it's like week to week. Sometimes it's day to day. See, I don't, that's what's crazy. I feel, I'm not like you really like, oh, I, I don't know. It. I feel, I'm just like, do you want to just hang out? Like Sometimes I just, it's hour to hour. Right. I know. Like, I'll I call you and be so stressed. And I'm like, Emily, re- like, woosa, <laughs> baby, woosa. Play some but drink. I can't. But, I, but it makes you you, so I get it. Yeah. I get so it. how do you, my second part of the question, how do you balance your personal life with your business life? Or how are you, what is yeah. your biggest challenges to why you're lacking in it? Or what are your biggest pros into why you're progressing in it? Well, I feel really off kilter right now because I just went to Alaska and it was right. incredible. But... And I mean, I can't even tell you, I talked about this in my podcast last week, like the connection of, you know, creating out of survival because you need to, and, and then creating because you're in a good place. I finally tapped into, I'm creating because I'm in a good place. So that felt really good. I felt like so I had- What's your example of survival? Money or- So yeah, business, creation, okay. funding this gym, funding impact nomads. I mean, you, I, I just got so many- balls up in the air, right, right? Okay, so okay. it's just constantly trying to do it on without investors right. or without debt and just blah 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 so for me it's like okay so if I can create out of a place of this is just who I am and I I've always been very creative so I know that I I can say like you know you just make things that don't exist and I, I know that I'm that is when I'm the happiest is when I'm creating right but that's the problem is that's why I can't balance it because my happiness does, it really comes from me tapping into something. It's like when somebody does, like a kid does a coloring book or when an inventor finally get like Einstein finally gets the light bulb to plug on. Like 
everything is for just this expression of self. And so whatever that is, like making a workout can be creative. Making a recipe can be creative. For me, it's making products. For me, it's just constantly evolving my company. But if I didn't do it, then I would be miserable. So I have, I feel so intertwined with my business in a way that. Do you mean when you create something, what comes with it? Like it's just. Because if creating makes you happy, then what's the problem? Well, it's not until the business piece. That's what I'm saying. The, right. There okay. No, there is no balance. Right. Once you create, you love to create. So you create something new and now you have all this business stuff you got to do with gotta it. That's got to go with it. Right. So, so why don't you just get somebody to handle your business? Because one. You're like me. Like I can't tell. I can't trust other people with my baby. <laughs> Well, I mean, people like, why are you editing six hours in? I'm like, because I know what the shot is. Like, yeah, let me just, just do it. Yeah, you. I, I mean, know I'm, what I want. I am a little bit of a control freak for sure. Oh, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have been hearing that lately, and I'm just like, which is a good thing, but also you got to think of, you have to pay other people. Right. You know, you have to counter. Like I always talk about, like with business, when do you hire somebody? Of course, I have help. Right. I have amazing, and you want to be a good person, team. so you don't want people to do shit for you for free all the time. Yeah, you, you want to help them. You want to be supportive of them. You want. I agree. Okay, totally. And sometimes it's like so. Right. It's good to have people take things off of your plate, but there's some things that they can't take off your plate. Absolutely. And so I think it's just constantly understanding. Like I am doing hard things, and I have to have to give myself grace. And so, do you have this? Is my second question. I'm going into it. How many? Do you take off days from everything or off hours or you it's you know what I mean? Like sometimes I like Sunday, like I do I do things like I'm watching an hour of Real Housewives of New York and I'm going to my I'm going to let my brain fry for an hour and I'm not going to answer the phone. Like you don't have that, do you? Would you ever think like I I I answered your own question for you? Like I know you don't. But well, the issue is uh, I think the hard part is (laughs) I love it. I'm addicted to it. So if there's work to be done or if I feel in a good place, like if I feel excited about something, I'm going to do it. And I feel excited about things 98% of the time. So I, I don't want to stop. I I wake up. I want to open up my laptop and I want right. to get to it. But then all of a sudden it just crashes and it crashes so hard where all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I don't have any energy or oh my God, I don't. I, if somebody asks me one more But don't you think question, that's just life? freak out. Totally. It is. Yeah. I, and I just, so it's just this, um, not taking it personally. Like for me, like understanding that the days that are really, really hard, I'm going to get out of them. And that applies to fitness and nutrition. Like you have a cheat day, you're going to be fine. Right. Or you skip to work out, you'll get back to it because the drive is always going to overcome the situation. I like that. That's what, that's something that I've been um, telling myself lately too, like I'm, I'm now that I have a full-time job, yeah. I have this thing called stress and that I didn't know what stress was. <laughs> I was like pressure deadlines and no idea what that was other than in college and high school, a homework assignment. But it's like, I'm really starting. And that's honestly what, like, I understand. Thank you. Um, guys, she called me skinny, but I understand I'm skinny now after Ramadan. But like another thing that makes me skinny is like, I missed a workout. No big deal. I'm not stressing. Cool. All right. 
let's get this Tuesday going. I can't, I know you're not like that, but like, I, I didn't get this workout in. I'm not going to stress about I it. I hate the I'm, word skinny. I can't, I, I, I'm, no, no, no. I'm trying, I'm, well, you guys, Rosa walked in and said, oh my God, your arms are so skinny. I didn't say, I said, you look skinny. Her arms are jacked. Vein is still there, everybody. Veins are <laughs> popping. Veins are muscular. You I can, if, if you lost game. your veins, that could maybe be like, there's no deal breaker <sighs> in this friendship, but that Except may the be veins, the friendship. This one right here. I may only be friends with you because you have a vein in your arm and your forearm. <laughs> That may be it. But I'm saying like, I was like, you know what? I missed a workout. Okay, no big deal. Breathe, Rosa. Tuesday's going to keep going on. Wednesday's going to happen. I'm going to get it tomorrow, but I'm not going to stress and then under eat and then not, you know what I mean? No, I'm not going to just keep it going. Keep and it I'm going. I'm so proud of you for Thanks. finally getting into that. Yeah, cycle. it took a long time. It did, but it, it was in your own time. I it's mean, the fuck it moment. I'm, telling, I'm like, moment. I didn't, I didn't work out. Fuck it. All right, cool. I know. Well, I tried to give my new year's resolution. And like, do you know was... you're ripped as hell? Like you could literally go a month without working out and you're fine. Like for that us normal so people out here, like, oh, girl, I got to trust me. My 2017 re- resolution was give less fucks. And I just can't. I'm too much of an empath. <laughs> I can't. I just feel I like so the much. only way. Yeah, you are. No, no. Someone like you can't, but someone like me, you have to, literally literally let so many fucks go by that you don't do anything about them that you have no choice but to not give a fuck uh-huh. today i there was a hailstorm 10 minutes right six <laughs> golf yeah six hails hit my my car size of golf balls and i'm laughing about it it's i like can't give a fuck shattered. i don't give a shit i don't i can't i'm laughing i can't let that you what would i do last year oh my god i have to pay 150 dollars i laugh my ass off and my boss is like, why are you late? I was like, go look outside the window and look at my car. I couldn't see out the window. And I don't give a fuck. I don't give no shits. I'm yeah. moving. And then, yeah, I guess it's. Can I ask you my balance. last question? I'm so curious now. Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, what is your biggest regret in life? Oh, I want to know now. Guys, I feel like this podcast is like too deep. a bad day. <laughs> You were like, I'm be- so tired. It's like beginning of the podcast. Hey, we have a fun guest. We're not being serious. I don't know what's so serious? Fifteen oh, minutes this is in, just a casual meathead hippie chat with Em and Rosa. Um, this is what we talk about, guys. A lot. We just we wild in. Yeah, we do. Do people? What? Yes. Oh, I was gonna. I just whisper. Do people out here know you drink alcohol? <laughs> Usually we crack open like a bottle of wine. We're, I know I offered, but you said no. We're three bottles into wine. I've actually, a, I haven't drank in like a week. I've, I don't know. I just. You know what's crazy? Drinking never made me lose or gain weight because it's not about the drink. First off, it is. But I learned and I just like if I'm having a shot. You sure. Here's the thing. Watch. It's not about, in my opinion, what you drink. It's what you eat once you drink. That's not true. You don't think? No. Maybe because I'm, I don't know. But I can have like. And if anything, I look dehydrated as hell the next day, so I'm skinny. Like, drinking makes me lose weight. I'll be waking up in the mirror hungover like, what's up with the, what's no, up? No, it's not true. I don't, like, when I stop drinking, uh-huh. uh, it's never affected my weight, ever. Well, you got to think it's, you can't go day by day, which I think is what you're thinking. I'm six months in. Yeah. But you're saying that not drinking hasn't affected your weight? Absolutely. That is such bullshit. You, you really look think differently so? than I've no, seen no, no. you six months ago. Oh, oh first off, well, yeah, guys, we're still best friends. We just haven't seen each other in six months. <laughs> um, we just talked on the phone a lot. Right. Oh, right. Like hours. If you call me, I'm like, clear the schedule. I, three I, hours. Three hours in, like, okay, call you later. Um, in, in, let's not even take this six months. Take last year. Every year for Ramadan, I don't drink. And when I was cutting weight to go to the Bahamas, I didn't drink for 12 weeks. It never affected me. 
it never affected my okay. my weight loss. And here's the thing, though: I don't drink sh- fruity stuff. I if just I wonder. Drink- this is my thing, long term, because I'm not thinking even maybe three months is long. But I think of weight I'm loss. Six months. Six months. Sorry. Benton. I think of don't credit. No, three months is Bahamas. Oh, right, 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 so right, right. the right. difference. So I think with liver, it's more of your detoxification pathways. So when you are mm. trying to go through, your liver does so much. There's a really great documentary about alcohol. Um, about What's it called? What the health? Just kidding. No. <laughs> God, <laughs> no. Dude, everybody was talking about that one day, and I went on the radio and just ripped it and was just making it. I respect it, but I, I was like, I got to troll some I people. I what it is. Something like, some really good I just drink alcohol. but when I drink if I'm having tequila I'm having tequila with a chaser of water like I'm not drinking sugary excessive stuff so when I don't have it I'm like okay it's not going to change yeah. much in my body huh can you go back to my question stop trying to dodge it <laughs> what what's your biggest regret? regret do you have any don't be one of those people who's like I don't regret anything I regret not cheating more in college but what do you regret there was uh which I did a lot of <laughs> there was a um no i didn't i studied a lot i was thinking with uh by the way bradford just texted me was there hail because he thinks his car got his car was in the where was it it was at the airport i don't know i don't know (laughs) everybody hit different at work it hit at 9 a.m for me it hit at 2 p.m down here i don't know i don't know i don't know like i've never i've lived here for feel like that i'm dodging the questions right yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna no one's gonna hear a word from me until she answers the question okay my biggest regret. And you can be completely honest. I, I want to know. Well, okay. So this is. Um... Don't give me no cheesy. I will call you out so quick. I'll break no, your laptop. I'm, not, I'm trying to think of if I have any regrets. I mean, I know I do. I'm. God, I, Whether I honestly... it was like an MTV regret or a, a a business path regret. Any any regret. Yeah. I think my biggest regret is. Um, Griffin. It always is going to revolve around making myself smaller to make other people more comfortable. So, so basically, you're egotistical. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Like, um, I give me an example. I'm an empath, right? So, right. like, I would rather not speak up and make you feel comfortable than speak up and make you feel uncomfortable. Ooh. So, well, in the past, and so there's been many times and situations, especially on the show, where you do care about these people, but it's so hard because you are constantly battling the line of if you do have this conversation, that's going to be hard. And now the fights turn toward you and and you're in it. And I don't want to handle that. And so there's been so many times where I'm like, I wish I could just, but I don't care enough. I do not want the consequence of being in the shit and being in the middle and having all this drama. That's just so unnecessary because all these people are going to take it to where it shouldn't go. And so in turn, it turns me into a more quiet cast member, which is false. So I feel like that was my biggest regret with the show. If there was any, it was, I could never find the line of like, oh my God, just shut the fuck up. Right. Without it turning into this. But they're intoxicated and now you have to go And then now you have to constantly be dealing with now this you got person. a professional about it and you're it's in just, it it's never it's worth it minutes like, just let them be them right. walk away right and that's how it is for most humans right so it's like we are always trying to battle like what is worth saying what's not worth saying you know and, and in turn you can sometimes lose parts of who you are what you about can become smaller and business-wise have you ever had a regret business-wise no. or no because you've learned from everything everything nice yeah 
I mean, but the, anybody would say that with business. You have to. You right. are getting your own MBA through the businesses that you run. Right. I don't, I don't think I have any, like, work regrets. Because you learn. You learn. You learn from You totally everything. learn. Uh, I, I honestly don't think. The universe has been nothing but incredible to me. So every turn, every, every time, like, even dropping out of college, that was so hard for me. Because I'm a smart kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope being a college dropout has a stigma to it. Right. Right. But then it didn't, it does not have a stigma to it. And if it does have a stigma to it, then they just haven't talked to me long. I enough. went to school, college, four year degree, business marketing while I was doing radio and I'm still doing radio. I've never touched my degree, but I just did. But it, it. was important. To right. You. Yeah. 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 And You're right. I, and it taught was, me dedication. It, did. it taught me like, uh, when you set a goal, you attain mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? But I didn't learn yeah. like, Hey, you know, here's how to count numbers and stuff. And I was, I would listen to the daily podcast every morning and I was just like, oh my God. Do you listen to Joe Rogan? Yeah, That's my man. <laughs> Literally like, God, I'm obsessed with Joe Rogan. I, Do you I know that's, I mean. What? You know how obsessed I am with Joe Rogan. Are you? Since I was like 13. Fear factor shit? Yeah. Like, and he's cute. And I he mean, just I like has. that far, but. He just has the answer for everything. And it's like, I yeah. believe he, what he says. He's my favorite. He's like, it, it's snowing outside and it could be like like not snowing i'm like dude it's snowing outside like <laughs> joe rogan said it's he snowing came to denver oh i did hear that and he was it on the comedy thing yeah he was so good was it he was funny fun- funniest one i've ever seen nice and he walked out and i legitimately started crying i was so happy because it was really? Bradford got it for me because i mean joe rogan is my i cried when chelsea handler came my all-time idol really i'm oh, Do you, you think she's going south <sighs> i think she is such a real person that she was like, fuck Chelsea lately. Yeah. I'm sick of, she literally was like, I'm sick of talking about Lindsay Lohan for 30 minutes a day. Can we her. talk about some real stuff? Yeah. Started her own Netflix thing. Now she's starting her own stuff. What's that stuff you guys like to do in the mountains? Holistic journey where you like. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Did an ayahuasca and is like trying to do better in the world and like understand she's white privilege. I'm, I'm a fan of her, the real her. Good. Do I think some I of the. follow. I don't know really this, how to. And she's so into politics and into like the Trump stuff and like trying to <laughs> oh, shut stuff down. Oh, so I'm a fan of her, but like. Did I get over the whole, hey, talk about Kardashians for 30 minutes? I was over that, too. So she was over that, too. Yeah. So Good for her. I respected her. That's how I got my job. They were like, who's your idol? I was like, Chelsea Handler. They're like, you're hired. <laughs> I was literally 16. They're like, so funny. you're hired. And I was like, they're like, really? We've been talking for an hour. Oh, how the podcast is, is over. Bye, guys. Oh. <laughs> how do you end it? Bye. <laughs> this is the, I mean, this is the most random podcast I've ever done. So I don't, how should we end it? We, um, we can do whatever we want. Can we do a part two sometime? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's do a part two. This is how we questions, right? Oh, we could talk about yeah. Like, I have a lot. We have a lot we could talk about. Rosa Jad, is it Rosa underscore Jad? For what your Instagram? Yeah, no, no, it's just Rosa Jad. R O S A J A D J A D. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, Rosa Jad. And if you're in Denver, listen to one zero seven five. Right, right now. Usually it's seven to midnight, but right now it's three to seven. What, what prime time? Right, and so, but we who knows how long that'll last. So listen, just listen all the time. Listen twenty four seven. Three to twelve, three to eleven. Yeah, just li- listen. Literally, I'm on that whole station. Is one mine. time you gave me a shout out. I did. You I were was, in the car, and I was, I was in the like, car, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I, you were hype, and I was like, "What do you? Why are you hype?" And it's I just the real. I felt so excited. It was Even, it was going into a T Pain song. Do you know I was on the radio when I was seven? I got picked to be on the radio. What were you doing? Like some call in? 
it was. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Like, were you just like calling in to like no infomercial? Uh, me and my friend Jordan, we got picked to do this advertisement for. Ooh, have you ever won? I've never won anything. I was so nervous on the radio. Oh no, no, never. I never can call. You know how many times I'll get like the same winner, and I'm like, I've never won anything in my life, and you've won three times in the last six months. Dedicated. And I'm like, you know, it's like a, they it's like Slumdog Millionaire. Dial. Like, you know when to call. Oh. But it's all anonymous on our end. So it's really, it's just buttons. It's just circles with dots. So I don't know who the caller is. It's so just wait, a wait. dot. How does it? So let's say, uh, we're going to delay this ending. But anyways, like, um, hey, uh, Grand Doozy coming in town September 14th. You want to see Kendrick Lamar, Stevie Wonder, Florence in the Machine, Ty Dolla Sign. Call 720-489-1075. I'm looking for caller 17 phones start coming it's like a you know the and old then you just see number 17 no i see dots three dots one two three dots it's like a built-in phone like the old day phone yeah i see a, it's not we don't have the plug i just hit a button but there's it's like an old way where it's like a long break uh-huh. like this and it has three things and it's dots that come up caller one caller two the second i i hung up on caller one that line so is open now Call, I say caller one, caller one, call me back. Caller two, call me back. Caller three, call me back. And the second I'm relieving them and hanging up on them, yeah, I'm saying call. So you're calling on the phone. You hear caller one, call me back, and you, it hangs up. So you know what call you are. You're going to keep trying. So then the second I free up one line, another line, the line reopens. Oh, so it's so luck. So it's 100% luck. So I'm like, how do you win three times in six months? I'm like, is it Slumdog Millionaire? We're like, he knew to call at a certain time at a certain second. You ever watch that movie? No, but I know what you're talking about. Right. He like knew when to call because he knew the math. It's not that. It's not. Because I can do caller 107 and it could take 30 he just, minutes. He just has a couple of phones. He calls in. He's right. Like, and I'm like, well, now you're going to see Stevie Wonder. So <laughs> now, like, we, now we know. Congrats. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.